Hello everyone, welcome back to your board guy rambles into phone. This week's episode is brought to you by Deliverance. Uh, before we get into a SummerSlam review, I should mention uh, that it's come to my attention from my own discovery of this that the past three episodes of mine were completely inaudible. Uh, considering I have no way of getting feedback from anyone, uh, I guess I wouldn't have known that without checking some myself. I mean, I don't do this for money. I just do this for fun. So if if uh, if I were doing this for money, I would have checked that obviously more uh, right away. If uh, you could hear what the fuck I was talking about, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so if for some reason you were one of those people trying to hear those last three episodes, I'm sorry. Uh, not that there's many of you, but for anyone who might have, uh, I've deleted the past three episodes. Uh, I don't know if there's any more like that, but uh, I know you can hear the Hell in a Cell review. And I've, I'm assuming you can hear the rest of them. I'm not going through all of them. I mean, like, I know there's most of them you can still hear. Like, this was had to be a more recent thing where uh, it might be something to do with my phone. Like part of it is I, most of the times when I record, I'm recording through Bluetooth while in a car parked, obviously I'm not driving while I do it, but uh, I guess the last three episodes I I didn't do while connected to Bluetooth. And I was just uh, using my phone's mic and I don't like holding the phone up to my face the whole time, so uh, I was holding it, but it wasn't necessarily right up to my face, and that's probably why you couldn't hear me. Uh, I don't know if that's always been the case, because this has, it hasn't been just the past three weeks that I've that I haven't done that. There's been other episodes, but there I, I think you can hear me in the other episodes where I'm not in a car, because it's not always that I'm in a car when I when I uh, record, but uh, I don't know if that means there's something wrong with my phone's mic and I should get that checked out or if uh, just bad luck. Regardless, I deleted the past three episodes, which now it seems really weird that there isn't a Stanley Cup Finals predictions episode, but whatever. Uh I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. Again, I'm just doing this for my own amusement. So, uh, obviously, if this episode stays up, that means that me recording in Bluetooth right now means you can hear me, uh, because I'll obviously check this. Uh, But, I mean, I I, I tested to make sure that that was the problem uh, after I figured this out yesterday. Uh, And uh, I tested on Bluetooth and the phone is not near me. And when it, when I tested that, I listened back and it was fine. So I'm assuming this is fine. Uh, that, so that is what it is. Uh, so you didn't, uh, didn't get to hear my SummerSlam predictions. Oh, well, uh, unless you like turned up the volume really, really loud. I'm just, I'm annoyed at this because, uh, like, the, and this has been happening, especially that has happened for three episodes and no one told me. Uh, one person could tell me. 
I also could have listened, but you know. Uh, regardless. So, I guess I should start again with the fact that Vince retired. Because I mentioned that in at the beginning of the SummerSlam predictions episode. And that's still obviously relevant considering... I mean, that's a major thing to happen with Triple... And now with Triple H being the person in charge of creative. Uh, so, I'm just... I guess I'll just briefly touch on that again. And essentially say the same things I did then. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's a good thing he stepped down. Obviously. Uh, I mean, he's been single-handedly ruining his own company for quite some time now. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, going forward, uh, I'm hoping for positive change, obviously, as anyone would. I, we've seen some so far. It's not going to get a hundred to be a hundred percent better overnight, obviously. Uh, I mean, you can't really expect that, but, uh, going forward, hopefully we'll start to see more and more change as time goes on and to get to where, somewhere where we would like it to be. I don't necessarily expect it to get to where we, like exactly where we would like it to be, like as good as it could possibly be. But in terms of where it's been, especially the past year or however long, somewhere in the middle, at least, would be nice. But, like, the more it could change, the better. I, like, again, I'm expecting it to get better, but not to get for it to get to where I would like it to be. Because we... Vince is gone. John Laurinaitis is gone. That's great. We still have a number of people there in positions of power that need to not be in positions of power. And the sooner those guys are gone, the better. Basically, anyone who's in a position of power that has an old school mentality, which is bullshit. Like, Kevin Dunn probably is going to go sooner rather than later from what it's sounding like, but he needs to get the fuck out. Uh, Michael Hayes needs to get the fuck out. I don't care if he pr produced that main event last night uh, and the main event was good. Still, he needs to get the fuck out. Bruce Pritchard needs to get the fuck out. Th those are the first three people I can think of immediately that need to get the fuck out. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, I mean, there's not much more to say. He had to go. His time was up, especially for what he did, which was gross. And let's be perfectly honest, none of us are actually surprised that, about stuff, anything like that that happened with Vince. None of us are surprised by that. I'm sure that's been happening, as sad as it is, the whole time. Not the same thing, but other things like it. It just now 
come to light with news articles, which why we haven't had news articles about this kind of thing with Vince McMahon in the past, I don't know. But, again, no reason for me to believe that this is the first time this has happened. It doesn't surprise me, as sad as that is to say. Uh, I don't care what, like... Like, what he's done for wrestling doesn't matter. What he did was shit. And I'm not going to celebrate this dude's career and all that for what he, quote-unquote, gave us. Dude's a piece of shit. You don't get celebrated for that. Plus, again... Just because he was the creator and owner of the company doesn't mean he's what gave he is who gave us everything that we've witnessed in the past however long we've watched wrestling. The performers are the ones who did that. Remember that. He wrote what like it had to be okayed by him. Whoop de fucking do. The performers are the ones who played the who played the parts. They're who gave you that? If the performers don't exist, those stories can't exist. More than, oh, it was okayed by him. Okay, what do fucking do? Congratulations. Without the performers, you don't have the show. Uh, that that's all we need to talk about on that front. Uh, anyways, uh, SummerSlam itself. Admittedly, the show actually was kind of exhausting. Like, I got home, and I, when I, by the time I finished watching the show, I was, I was beat. I don't really know why. It wasn't super long or anything. It was three and a half hours, whatever. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed almost everything that I saw, at least to a certain, at least on some level, uh, It's sad when the best part happens in the first match because outside of the main event, like there's some there's some fun stuff in the middle, but the best parts were the first match and the last match. So, uh, like what I want to talk about most happens in the beginning, and it's just like, well, uh, yeah. Uh, Becky versus Bianca was the opening match, uh, Raw Women's Championship, obviously. Uh, I know some people wanted this to be a squash match, uh, because of what happened at last year's SummerSlam. I wasn't feeling that at all. Like, if, if they were gonna do that, like, I felt like that should have been the WrestleMania match, and not here. Like, I don't need the end of this story to be a humiliation of Becky, and like Bianca was in the beginning, like, I didn't need that. I, I still love Becky. So, like, that doesn't change. I mean, like, uh, I mean, what happened at SummerSlam last year was bullshit, but we've made up for it. Uh, we've ultimately made up for it. Uh, Bianca got the, the belt back at WrestleMania, and she defended it here. It's over. Not, the whole, the story now is over. 
like Bianca comes out on top as shit as that was uh, in the beginning. It's fine now. Uh, I mean, in a, I still don't like the fact that that happened, but it's been resolved. They've, they've absolved themselves of that shit. We're fine. Uh, Bianca won at WrestleMania. I don't like, I mean, I, I didn't like that. They took so long to do this rematch. Like they didn't need to wait until SummerSlam to have the one-on-one rematch. They didn't need to do that because we knew this rematch was going to happen. They should have got like, I, I feel like they should have gotten it out of the way. They should, like, we don't have to have one big match at WrestleMania and then just do nothing until the next big pay-per-view. We don't have to do that. Like, that's stupid. I don't, like, if that's your, like, I don't know why that's your business model nowadays. You do the match, and then if you're good, like, you always have a rematch if a champion loses. You always do that. You do that at the next show. You do that at the next pay-per-view. In some cases, you do that on Raw or SmackDown. But there is no reason for them to wait three months. I I mean, it has only been three months, I guess, uh, to do this. Because there is three pay-per-views in between here where they could have just done this. But they didn't. Uh... I don't like that fact, but, uh, and like some people I'm seeing, like, don't want the, like, we're done with this feud. And I was like, no, we're not. The, uh, everyone gets a rematch just because they did a month long story from what happened at SummerSlam last year to WrestleMania with Bianca getting the belt back. Story is not over. Everyone gets the rematch. It's how it is. You've watched wrestling for However long, you know that. So stop complaining about it. You know it's going to happen. Just wait for, like, just accept that and move on. I don't understand people who complain that, oh, we've done this a million times. Fuck off with that shit. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, I mean... If they did the squash match, they should have done it at WrestleMania. So then they, like, traded squash matches. And then, I mean, if you did the squash match at WrestleMania, then I could actually understand you waiting until SummerSlam to do this. Because then Becky kind of needs to get built back up until we have, finally, a real match. I mean, it wouldn't be their first real match because they had a match at... The, whatever match was after or pay-per-view was after SummerSlam last year, probably Clash of Champions. Uh, they did have a match there, but that was that was it. Uh, if they so, then they could have an actual real match. Bianca would win the real match because Becky got squashed at WrestleMania. Uh, but they didn't. They chose not to do that. Also, so I mean, realistically, what should have happened since Bianca won. They should have had a Hell in a Cell match. They really should have, but they didn't. Uh, so we have this match. 
It's not. It, it can't be a squash match because this this is the end. And like we don't we I don't need someone to get humiliated that I like. Sorry. Uh, it really shouldn't have been. So the fact that we got a real match was a good thing. Uh, trying to decide which match I liked better between them, the one at WrestleMania or this one. Honestly, I don't. I know I know I liked the WrestleMania one a lot, and I thought it was really good. But unfortunately, three months later, I don't really remember it that much. I, re- I mean, I remember a couple of things, but it's uh, I mean, a lot has happened since then. Not just in wrestling, but in, in the world in general. So the fact that uh, I don't remember it as much as I would like to doesn't really surprise me. Also means that maybe it wasn't the match of the year contender that I thought it was. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I really like this match. It was great. Uh, I won't, I'm not going to say it was the best match of the show. Uh, I, I do think the main event is the best match of the show just cause that was batshit insane. Uh, it's not, it's not the main event isn't my favorite moment of the show, but it's probably my favorite match from the show. Uh, but yeah, this, this was a really good match and it's not a surprise given how uh, great the two of them are. Uh, I do. I think Becky got hurt in this match. I've seen a picture of her shoulder from it and it is messed up. Uh, if you, you can find that on Reddit if you really want to go see it. Uh, it's messed up, uh, which I, doesn't surprise me. There was a couple, there was a couple times in this match where I, I noticed the referee checking on her a couple of times. I'm like, is Becky hurt? I feel like something's wrong. Like, like it wasn't super noticeable, but like it was noticeable with how the ref was acting, and then with them like have kind of escorting her out at the at the end before some other things happened. Uh, what I will say about the match itself, uh, the ending with the Spanish fly into the KOD, I don't know if anyone else has thought of this, but reminds me of the end of Sasha versus Bailey with the reverse run off the top and then the Bailey to belly. Well, you got the Spanish fly off the top into the KOD, it reminds me a lot of it. There's flipping, and then, like, you get, like, power up, and then, like, run and do your finisher, and that's it. I'm like, it reminds me a lot of it. Uh, so, uh, this match isn't as good as Sasha versus Bailey, but its ending is kind of similar to it to me. That I don't know if anyone else has had that thought. Uh, yeah. So, that's the match. Uh, well, first and foremost, Becky uh, shakes Bianca's hand, and then they hug. Another uh, kind of thing about... Um, or... Uh, not callback. 
or it's not an homage either, but similarity to the end of Sasha versus Bailey, considering they hug at the end of that, uh, as everyone knows. Uh, they hug, Becky leaves, Bianca celebrates, and fucking finally, Bailey's music hits. Finally. And I, as much as I still insist this could have happened months ago, uh, we got Bailey. Finally. This is, again, her first time in front of a live crowd since before COVID. WrestleMania 37 doesn't count. This is her first time in front of an actual audience doing anything significant since February of 2020. One of three people who carried the entire company on their back through the fucking Thunderdome PC era, whatever. Never got the thank you from the fans that she so rightly deserved a year ago when all of her co-workers did. She got injured like a week before, or maybe two. So, to finally hear the fucking crowd pop for her the way that it should have a year ago... It's about damn time. Maybe I still wish it was a little louder, but whatever. Uh, but uh, that wasn't it, was it? All I wanted was Bailey for six months. Bailey stops halfway down the entranceway. Still a heel, obviously. Thank God. Dyed her hair partly red, too. Uh, Dakota Kai comes out. Dakota Kai, who who got released several months ago. Um, and then I'm like, the hell? I'm like, why is Dakota Kai coming out? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, well, she has to be with Bailey. This does, like, there is no, there would be no other reason for Dakota Kai to show up because she didn't, wasn't part of the company. Uh, but I'm not, like, retroactively, I'm, I also probably should have been thinking, I'm like, this can't possibly be it. It can't just be Dakota because if Bailey shows up with Dakota, just with Dakota for some reason, is cool, but kind of odd. So I'm like, there has to be more to this than just Dakota. And frickin' finally, Io Shirai's music hit. So we got Bailey, Dakota, and Io. Now known, now known as Io Sky, I guess. I get they probably can't copyright Io Shirai, which is probably why they changed it. Also, this in all caps. Still kind of odd to me that it's I Y O, 
like the sky part it doesn't confuse me but i guess they probably can't just uh they probably can't copyright just io either i guess so iyo is the best they can do that's closest uh so i mean i guess they're doing the like the closest to her to her name that they can which is good uh i guess like i'm like i'm like i'm my first thought was like i hope they're not doing that just like make it easier for people for some reason her name isn't that out like that different not really at all uh it's not that hard so i'm just like i hope that's not the reason i'm like i mean we already got shinsuke having his real name i don't i mean his wrestling name at the least i don't know i honestly don't know if that's his real name and and we have oscar it's like like for americans to like there's no reason they can't understand how to say yo shirai like i could understand if someone saw oscar's name or shinsuke's name that like if you don't know anything about the japanese language like you probably wouldn't automatically assume suk is pronounced ska basically you and so like the automatic assumption for a lot of people who have no idea would automatically say asuka just because that's what americans do they don't look it up uh you don't you just assume that everything is pronounced exactly how you would in american english regardless uh i mean that's fine like that they changed it so uh yeah so i mean i people were probably assuming sasha was gonna show up here or something regardless uh i mean like i'm glad that didn't happen like i would have been less surprised if sasha showed up later maybe like i don't know if sasha is gonna end up coming back now because vince is gone like i also don't even know is vince really the main reason that she was gone like i know what happened but like i feel like she was upset with other people and then just like yeah i don't know we'll see what happens uh i don't necessarily want sasha to come back sasha has well i mean i would love more matches with eo obviously uh and i would prefer there to be a sasha versus bailey wrestlemania match and a fatal four-way four horsewomen match but i mean really those are the only two reasons the only reasons i would want sasha back in the company is for a Sasha versus Bailey WrestleMania match, a four horse women fatal four way at WrestleMania, and more matches with EO. Those are about the only reasons I can really think of that I would want Sasha back in, in WWE over going to stardom. Uh, uh, getting a real WrestleMania win besides just a tag team title win that I didn't want her to win that one, but. Uh, regardless, uh, the three of them enter the ring. I believe they're, we, I mean, I can't confirm that their faction is named Control, but I'm pretty sure it is, uh, based on the fact that Bailey has since used it in four social media posts and Dakota has used it in one social media post. Uh, so 
I'm pretty sure their their uh, faction name is Control. Uh, they get in the ring, uh, presumably to attack Bianca, but they, I mean, they said they just want to talk. Uh, and then Becky comes back, not, and uh, alongside Bianca. So Becky is a face now. Thank you. I don't have to feel bad for still liking her anymore. Not, I mean, I didn't feel bad that I did, but I don't have to, like, be annoyed by the fact that people are, like, uh, getting sick of Becky just because, oh, but have, like, what happened at SummerSlam last year sucked, but it's not Becky's fault. I get that it sucked. Stop taking it out on the person who has no control over it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, her being a face now is good. Like, let's stop trying to make this Becky be a heel thing because people still love her. And they were never able to fully get... Uh, they were never able to get people to fully cheer just Bianca, and that's it. Uh, people would still cheer Becky because you you, you can't just stop you, they were never going to get people to just fully hate Becky. That was never going to happen, not with the way she got over. That was never going to happen. It doesn't work. Uh, as much as, so like, so, like, I don't like hearing both people, both of them getting cheered and having to feel annoyed that there's Becky chance because she's a heel. I'm like, I don't want to be annoyed by this. I want... So whatever. So, and like the one dumbass they, that sh they showed in the crowd last night, uh, who after Bianca won, the one dumbass who shook his head, that guy can go fuck himself. Uh, like you're a dumbass. Anyways, uh, I mean, like they were in Tennessee. So like it, it crossed my mind for a second. Oh, fuck. They're in Tennessee. Bianca's from Tennessee. Fuck. She's going to lose. Wait, I'm like, they, they can't possibly be that dumb. Uh, but no, it didn't happen. But still, there was still Becky Chance, even from her own fucking home state. Then again, it's a stadium. It's a more uh, worldwide crowd than just Tennessee. Uh, we're going to talk for 30 minutes. I haven't finished the first match. Uh, but yeah, so that's good. She's a face now. You can just go back to cheering her and being happy about it and not being upset that people cheer for her. Uh, unfortunately, she is hurt, so hopefully she won't be gone for a significant amount of time now either. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say, I mean, like, like, immediately, the fir like, my first thought is, like, because then the th Bailey and company backed down and walked away, uh, and there was no attack, which, kind of disappointing, because, like, you, like, it it's still three on two, and both of them just had a big match. There's no reason you should be backing down when you, none of you have been on the main roster in months, if at all. But, uh, it does cross my mind, oh, well, 
Becky's hurt, we know, like, knowing that now, Becky's hurt, they know that. Uh, so, I'm not sure that they were necessarily going to do this, but, like, maybe they were supposed to attack and have an actual brawl, but maybe the fact that Becky was hurt stopped them. Uh, at, just to not risk anything. I can't confirm that. Like, that's... I mean, it's 100% possible that everything happened the way it was meant to, uh, outside of the fact that Becky was, in fact, hurt. Uh, but I'm leaving room for that to be a possibility, and if that is indeed the case, I'm not upset about it, because, well, I mean, I don't want Becky to get hurt any further, obviously, so it is what it is. Uh, also, I mean... The group's called Control, and they said they were just there to talk. And the other two seem to want to fight. And uh, if you're there to, like, you're about Control and you just want to talk, well, that means you just want to talk. Why would I want to stand around? If, I, if that's all I want to do, why the fuck would I stand around with two people who just want to fight? I would leave, too. Uh, <clears throat> so, that's, uh, that's that. Uh, the only few other thoughts that I have about this uh, I do think they need to now I mean there's three more women on Raw and there's very few on Smackdown we need to send some of the people on Raw that aren't really doing much uh, especially now that there's three more, some of them need to be shifted over to SmackDown. Like, because now the the Raw division has so many people in it. They already had more, felt, I mean, it already felt like they had way more than SmackDown does in general. That being, I mean, I don't really, I mean, I really don't watch SmackDown anymore, but I feel like SmackDown has like five women. Whereas Raw had at least double that. Or at least I, I thought so, anyway. So they need to send some of the women on Raw that aren't really doing doing anything, that aren't really part of this main story, and a couple others, and send them to SmackDown. Uh, so they can have more balance, and so on. Uh, I mean, I realize SmackDown is also without Charlotte, but, you know, whatever. Uh... Uh, the one thing, the one thing that I'm disappointed by with this, I'm not really disappointed, but I did really want a Bianca versus Asuka match, and with the three of them coming here to Raw, considering I, I kind of assumed Bailey would go to SmackDown, I kind of really did, considering SmackDown has very few, uh, uh, women, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this kind of pushes any kind of Bianca versus Asuka one-on-one feud that I was hoping for. It kind of pushes it further away. And that's the only thing that disappoints me by this. Or this disappoints me. You get what I mean. Uh, 
So, uh, I'm hoping we get a real one-on-one match between Bianca and Asuka sometime in the near future, but it doesn't look like that's going to be soon. Uh, I still don't know if I would want... Well, I don't... I'm not at a point where I want Bianca's title reign to end soon either. But now, I mean, like, considering Bailey, I mean, they have to win the title. Like, this is one of the biggest things to happen in the women's division in a very long time. It's, It's the biggest thing since Golden Role Models, and the biggest thing before that I don't even know. Maybe since uh, they really had their... Maybe since the three of the four horsewomen they actually debuted. Outside of Golden Role Models, there's... And, and Becky rising to the top. Those are like the, the main things. Them finally debuting their first WrestleMania match. Uh... Sasha winning the title like three times and losing them is really nothing. Uh, as sad as that is to say. Uh, so, the like the major parts of everything is really just the three of the four horsewomen debut. Uh, the, finally having the the three of them face each other at WrestleMania 32. Bailey debuts. Uh, Becky's rise to the top is the next re- really big thing after their first WrestleMania match. Uh, then Bailey, Bailey's heel turn and long title reign and golden role models culminating with Sasha winning the title is the next thing. Bianca versus Sasha WrestleMania. And then Bianca versus Becky is, is big enough, but it's, it's, this is, the biggest thing since at least golden role, golden role models. There's nothing else really in between there. Nothing with Charlotte is big. Nothing with Ronda is big. No one cares. No one that actually matters cares. If you like Charlotte, that's fine, but you've got to get better choices in who you like. She's just because there's a difference between you liking her and her actually being good. Those are two different things. No amount of you liking her can actually make her good. Same goes with Ronda. Just because you like her doesn't make her a good wrestler. Same goes with Bliss. Etc, etc. Liv winning Money in the Bank and winning the title in one night was a thing. That was also big enough. Uh, But it is not bigger. Uh, Also, I mean, like, I also feel like Bailey could have been wanting to go after Liv for doing the same thing that Bailey did once. But, you know. Uh, Anyways, that's enough about that. I I talked about as much as I could about that, I think. Uh, Logan Paul versus The Miz was next. I missed the beginning of this because I was paying more attention to the fact that all of that stuff just happened and uh, talking to some people about that before I came back and saw the end of this. uh, Logan did a 
frog splash that people were impressed by, apparently, and he beat The Miz with his own finisher, what do you fucking do? Everyone's like, sign Lo or like, push Logan Paul now, or whatever. I'm like, no, push him to the unemployment line, get him the fuck away from me. Get him off my television screen now. Uh, I mean, but apparently people liked the match, so whatever. I wasn't really paying attention, because I didn't care. Uh, Theory versus Lashley was next, I believe. Uh, Lashley retained. Fairly short match. Short enough that, uh, I mean, we, we have... We're questioning what he might be doing later. So, I mean, that left that open for, possi for the possibility of that of him cashing in later, essentially. Uh, whatever. I'm like, I hope this is your first loss of the night. Because uh, theory sucks, and he's trash. And just because he's, quote-unquote, up to you, c certain people, the only person that they have to push, which is not even correct, but... Just because he is the only person they can push doesn't mean they should push him. It's not this, like, the, him being the only person that they can push is not a good reason, is not reason enough to actually push him. Oh, but I thought you wanted them to push new stars. I'm like, yes, I want them to push new stars. But for them to do that, they'd have to push an actual star. Theory is not a star. He never will be. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, Judgment Day versus Mysterios was next. Uh, it was whatever. For a no DQ match, they only kind of used a chair. The no DQ stipulation was just so Edge could show up and spear spear them and then help the Mysterios win. That's all that was. Uh, they didn't show the vignette when he came out to do to do that. Came out like do the Gangrel entrance basically. It's kind of a remix theme. I don't know if that means that's what it's gonna be from now on going forward. If he's gonna be weird spooky dude. Or if that was just for that, considering who he was attacking. Uh, <coughs> I'm not sure about that. But, I mean, I guess they on WWE Network, and only WWE Network, so anyone watching on Peacock never saw this, but they did show the vignette there somewhere. I don't know when. Uh, and it said that that, that person was going to show up tonight. So... Anyone who watched this and saw Edge come out, who was now saying, oh, well, the vignette didn't play, so that still could be for Bray Wyatt. No, it's not. It's just Edge. It's always just been Edge. It was never going to be Bray. There was never any reason for it to be Edge and Bray. Sorry. That's just not something that was going to happen. Uh, Judgment Day... It, it's irrelevant. I, I appreciate still getting to hear the other side. That's about it. Uh, I had high hopes for them. 
but you ruined it when you kicked out Edge. I mean, just look at what's happened to them, and now they're meaningless. They, they're losing three times in a row to the freaking Mysterios. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not really excited about Edge feuding with them. So now you kicked Edge out of the stable that I was having a lot of fun with, and now he's a face feuding with them, and I don't really care, considering, considering how you've handled the stable since you kicked him out. Again, part of this is because Rhea was hurt for a bit. Because she was supposed to have a match with Bianca at Money in the Bank. That didn't happen. And now it doesn't look like uh, she's even going to get to feud with Bianca. Maybe even at all. Which is unfortunate. Because, I mean, before all that happened, Rhea is who I wanted to win the title from Bianca at some point. I didn't want her to win it at Money in the Bank, but I wanted her to be the one to win somewhere in the future after Judgment Day helped build her up further and further, and that that would have been cool. I would have been co- fine with that. Uh, I mean, maybe she could beat Liv and set. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to mention two things when I was talking about everything. Apparently, Vince... Uh, denied Bailey a faction with Dakota and EO previously. Why? I don't know. But thank God he's gone. How the fuck do you say no to a Bailey, Dakota, and EO faction, you psycho? And also, if he was still running the show, Becky would still be a heel, which would still be stupid. So. Two, re- two reasons immediately thankful that he's gone. Because now we have this faction and Becky's a face, like she should have been. Like, you f- you fucked up so badly with what you did last year's SummerSlam that I, that I could be happy. I couldn't just be happy that Becky was back. I, I could be happy that she was back, but mad at what happened and, and what happened with her being back. Not, now I don't have to be upset anymore. I mean, like, even if, eh, whatever, you get the point, you get the point. Uh, uh, let's see. That was match four. Oh, uh, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I think that, I don't, either the tag titles match happen next or no, it it was McAfee versus Corbin. That was next. Uh, And if it's not, it's the other way around. It doesn't really matter. Pat McAfee, Corbin, it was fine. I like Pat McAfee. The match is what it was. Uh, The choir was hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, McAfee Corbin was next. Like, I, I can, yeah. Uh, this might have been when, this was what, I think this is when Drew came out, or if not, it was after the next match. Drew comes out, cuts a promo. It's cool. Uh, he's like, Brock versus Roman, 
First time ever. In front of Colt. Uh, I almost wonder if that fan that he mentioned is the same fan or same kid that because like in the when Bailey comes out she does a thumbs down to somebody and it kind of looks like it's to a kid and kid seemed kind of sad uh so I'm kind of wondering if this is the same kid that Drew cult, uh talked to for a second and then they got a cult chant uh I'm not sure but maybe uh anyways so that was fun uh Street Profits versus Usos, honestly, this is my disappointment of the night. This, this match is, was not as fun as their match at Money in the Bank. And the, Uso, the Usos, as much as I love them, I feel like they shouldn't have retained. I feel like Street Profits should have won here. Uh, so, this was my disappointment of the show. For the most part, like... I wasn't expecting Liv versus Ronda to be anything spectacular. Uh, but, like, I had high... I thought this match would at least be as good as their previous match, and I just don't feel like it hit any anything like that. And I'm not blaming Jeff Jarrett here, because, like, I don't feel like he was really that involved at all. He just happened to be there for some reason. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, that's that. Uh, Liv versus Ronda. Not much to say about it. I mean, like, Ronda just, like, doing everything she knows how to do, apparently. And Liv basically didn't get to do anything. But she kind of just stacked her up during a submission and pinned her. while And while the three count happened, she tapped out behind Ronda's back. Referee doesn't see it. That's about as clean as you're going to get. Uh, Ronda attacks everyone after the match because she's a crybaby sore loser. Uh, I mean, this, this kind of shit happens in other matches, and you just lose. Uh, Ronda's probably going to be suspended or something. Kayfabe's suspended, obviously, but uh, hopefully we won't see her for a while. Hopefully we won't see her ever again. Uh, so, I mean, it still sucks. I mean, like, but I mean, like, I... They were never going to have Liv pin Ronda again clean. That was never going to happen. Uh, this is about the best we were going to get. I mean, I was expecting Charlotte to interfere. And I didn't see any Charlotte on the show. So that's a positive. No Charlotte, that's a good thing. Uh, there was always going to be Ronda. So the fact that there was Ronda does, isn't as... Is, I mean, as much as it sucks that I had to see Ronda Rousey on the show... The point is, Liv is still our champion. Hopefully she remains that for as long as possible. And that's that. Uh, and finally, uh, well, after that, oh, between those two matches, uh, Seth stomps Riddle. It was fun. Uh, what wasn't fun was having to see Kid Rock's bitch-ass face. Stop inviting him to shit. Stop using his music. Stop platforming him. Stop showing whatever the fuck it is that he was doing. It was nothing we needed to see. And the fact that you, you censored him do, flicking flicking everyone off, you should have censored him the second you put him on the screen just for existing. Like, it, Kid Rock should be a black screen. Like, in, in the wild. If you saw 
Kid Rock in the wild, he should be a black censored screen. So, like, if you see someone in the far, far away from you, you see a, just, like, a black box walking, you'll know that it's Kid Rock, and you can go the other way as quickly as possible, so you don't have to be anywhere near this bitch ass. Because this guy shouldn't be anywhere on anyone's television, he shouldn't be on anyone's stages, in any theaters, whatever, he, he definitely doesn't belong in any fucking Congress, he doesn't belong on anywhere humans can physically see him, or hear him, at all. Never see him, we should never have to see him, and like, like, the fact that he was so close to front row, and like, I'm watching this and having told my mother after I, like, I rewatched it later, uh, like, I mentioned that Kid Rock was there, and it's like, she said, she said that this one person in, in the, in the crowd seemed really annoyed at something. I'm like, well, he is probably closer to Kid Rock than he's ever been in his life. Like, if Kid Rock was within 500 feet of me, I would also be pissed off and demand a refund, no matter how close I sat. Like, if Kid Rock was within 500 feet of where I was sitting at an event that I went to, I would be re demanding a refund because that is not acceptable. I'm like, every seat, any seat that I buy at any event should be not automatically assumed that I am not 500 feet away from Kid Rock at any point. Like, that, that is in a contract that I, I have established with any event that I've bought a ticket to. There will be no Kid Rocks within 500 feet of me. That's how it works. No Kid Rocks. So, like, if Kid Rock is at, at, at any point in danger of being 500 feet away from me, they have to move him. Like, even if he walks close to me, that's a lawsuit. <laughs> if I buy a ticket to your event, you will not put Kid Rock near me. Remember, like, y'all remember the WrestleMania tw uh, 25 review I did on here several years back. I'm not fucking kidding. Uh, same goes with Kane. Because Kane showed up later to announce the attendance. I will never be that close to Kane either. Because Kane has no business being at your show anymore just because you have a fucking mayor of in a Knox County of Tennessee. I don't give a fuck that you're in a Tennessee. Keep Kane off your shows. Dude's trash. I will not be anywhere near Kid Rocks or Kane's. Yeah. It doesn't matter if... Like, if it's a wrestling cane or a hockey cane, I will not be near a cane. The baseball player whose last name is Kane, even though it's C-A-I-N, he's fine. Presumably. I don't know if he, he's done anything. But I will not be around any canes or any Kid Rocks. Simple as that. Unless one of the canes is playing hockey in front of me. That, that's like the only way. Because like... Like, but they will not be sitting near me in a crowd. Put it that way. Uh, I have to pause this because I am at 55 minutes. This is going to 
be my first hour-long wrestling one for in a while. So I'm going to save this and uh, make sure people can hear it, and then finish the show. All right, we are back. Uh, anyways, now that that's out of the way, the main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Universal, Undisputed Title, whatever. Last man standing. Last time ever. Whatever. Uh, immediately, Brock brings a tractor to the ring. So, we know shit's getting weird. Uh... I mean, I guess, I mean, I since no one really got to hear this in my predictions, like, obviously people are talking about theory potentially catching in afterwards. I mean, that is what it is. But since people are, are talking, we're talking about this beforehand, we, I, I mean, obviously we know that he attempted to, but to cash in during this match, but, uh, my thing with cashing in during a last man standing match is, how does that work necessarily? Do you have to then make them both not be able to stand up for 10? Uh, you only have to have one of them, which doesn't make any sense because it's a triple threat match. We've never had a triple threat last man standing match before. Uh, so, like, again, do you have to do have one stay down, both stay down? Uh, or, I mean, because technically the briefcase is for a regular match, so if you show up and cash in during the last man standing match, do you still have to just pin one of them? Can they pin you? I don't know. That doesn't... Because uh, that do, that raises more questions for me than... It, it's not just simple... It's not simple to me. Like, because cash-ins have always just been for a regular match. And my assumption is that every match, any match that you cash in 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 during, like, I mean, we've only had to cash in during a match one other time, but uh, during a diff- another Brock versus Roman match, actually. Uh, so, like, just because this match happens to be last man standing, doesn't does that does the contract suddenly change to be to mean that because. As far as I'm concerned, that contract means you should just have to pin someone. I don't care that it's the last man standing match. I'm like, so are you saying that they could pin you, you could pin them, or they can make one of each other not be able to stand up for 10? No, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, they should have specified on an episode of Raw or SmackDown before this that if he did that, what exactly that would entail. They, I feel like they should have specified that. Just so we knew that. So any questions like that that I had right there sh- could have been answered. Because, like, people think, I'm like, you just have to make both, two people stay down for ten. I'm like, 
Does it? Do we know that for sure? Uh, yeah, being said, it is theory going to be able to keep both Roman and Brock down for 10? I don't think so. I'm like, like, just getting one of them to stay down for 10 would be crazy. But both of them? And I mean, like, you would have to have them both down at the same time in that regard, as far as I'm concerned, because it's not a triple threat elimination last man standing match. It's a triple threat. It would be a triple threat last man standing match where two people would have to be down for 10. And as far as I'm concerned, that would mean at the same time. Uh, we never got that far ahead. Because uh, he tried. It didn't work out for him. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into everything that happened in this match, like, especially before the tractor use. I mean, it's a Brock versus Roman match. I will say this is definitely the best match they have ever had, especially since the first one. The first one was, I would say, was good. Uh, but every match they've had since then, I would say no. They, every match since then has been average at best. Uh... But this is definitely their best match that has stayed one-on-one, -on -one, especially. This is the match that they've probably wanted them to have the entire time. This was good. This was fun, entertaining, etc. Uh, the, obviously, the, the, the best parts are the, the, the usage of the tractor. Uh, at first, he just drops Roman in the ring, which was kind of underwhelming. It wasn't that big of a fall. I'm like, because, like, every time you use the tractor, I'm assuming this is going to be with the fin has something to do with the finish. But, like, shouldn't, like, what he should have done was, like, pin him down with it. That's what, I mean, like, that's my assumption. Like, why would you not pin him down? That seems to make the most sense. If he can't, like, if you pin him down, he can't get up, you win. But, like, he just dropped him, and it was underwhelming. Of course he got up. Uh, and then he fuck when he messes up the ring, which was insane. I mean, he just rolls out of the ring. I'm like, if, if that, like, if he just rolls out of the ring and can't get up, I'm like, that would be stupid. Like, his, his ring can't end like that. Uh, if you flip the ring and then you flip the ring on top of him and pinned him down under it, okay, that's a different story. Like, but no, you just had him roll out. Uh, and then that's when Theory comes out and... Well, the Usos finally come out at this point, and they get tossed around. Uh, Paul takes a, a nasty F5 through the announce table. Uh, Theory comes out, and he does hit Reigns with the briefcase, but then he gets F5 headfirst into the briefcase. And that's that's the end of him. Uh, after that, the Usos double superkick Brock. Uh, he uh, is down. He gets back up. He gets speared gets back up. Uh, Roman hits Theory with the briefcase and then beats Brock senseless with the briefcase. Brock still gets back up. Hits him head face first with the title. One of the, the WWE title. Somehow he still gets back up. Uh, Cole, Cole is like, for the love of God, ref, count faster! And then uh, he, uh, 
I assume one of the Usos tosses him the Universal title, and he's like, you're not welcome here. Like, at this one, I was a little concerned that maybe he was going to get caught for an F5. But no, Brock, uh, he hits Brock in the head with the Universal title, and then they bury him under a bunch of just, distru- like, chairs, announce table parts, etc., etc. I don't know why the ref was counting during them putting the stuff on there, because technically... That really shouldn't be the case. A, you should the ref should be waiting until after they bury him under the shit, but they didn't. So, uh, but yeah, Brock finally stays down. Uh, I mean, he kind of had to at that point. And uh, Roman retains. Uh, I mean, Roman versus Drew had to be the match at Clash at the Castle. Nothing else would have been acceptable, really. I mean, those were the two on the poster to begin with. Uh, I mean, Drew's already beaten Brock, so Drew versus Brock again, no. Uh, I, I don't know if Drew will beat Roman uh, at Clash of the Castle. That remains to be seen. Uh, that being said, uh, outside of that, bearing him thing there being kind of odd that the ref is counting. The match was really good. It was great. I wouldn't say, I mean, I'm not putting it as a match of the year contender. A number of people are putting them fucking up the ring as what the fuck moment of the year. And I'm like, I understand that. I think if I'm putting that anywhere, I'm putting that as finish of the year. It's like, I was really into that finish at the end. Cause I'm, I'm like beat. Okay. Just, bury this guy and just like, well, not bury this guy, but like, just somehow make Brock stay down. I do not need him winning. Roman retaining is the only acceptable option here. Uh, and I mean, the best thing that could have happened is Roman retains and then he beats Theory in an actual catch. And so Theory doesn't have the briefcase anymore, but, uh, this is about the best we could get, uh, given what happened in this match. Uh, and I mean, once the match was over, Theory had no possible chance of cashing in, so I wasn't concerned there for multiple reasons. Not, well, not just because, I mean, the Usos were still out there, and they were up. If Theory tried anything, they would have kicked the shit out of him. But, even if Usos weren't there, the, the ring was diagonal. Because once the last man standing match ends then the cash-in is clearly for just a regular match. And the fact that the ring was diagonal, they could not possibly have a cash-in, even if they was up and ready to do so. Not without putting the ring back to normal, at which point Roman would have been fine enough that he could beat Theory. Because, I mean, again, Theory is a nobody. So, yeah. Uh, again, unfortunate that Theory still technically has the briefcase, uh, hopefully he loses it soon, or he uses it and loses soon, because uh, his push is irrelevant now. His character is dead. I mean, he was generic, arrogant guy that Vince liked. Well, Vince is gone, so he's just generic, arrogant guy now. So there's no reason to care about him anymore. Uh, and especially considering he's a piece of shit and is bad at the wrestling at the same time. 
I mean, people can debate me, but he literally did a move to himself in the match with Bobby Lashley and somehow thought that was offense to Bobby. Like, he literally flipped over Bobby's head and did something that looked like it hurt himself and not Bobby. Like, like what the fuck was that? Dude can't even do moves that hurt the person it's supposed to. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's SummerSlam. Uh... I enjoyed most of it. Again, there it wasn't perfect. I wasn't expecting it to be perfect. But from what we got, that was pretty good. Good start to Triple H's uh, run as head of creative. Hopefully we get more positive change in the future. I'm looking forward to parts of Raw, specifically what uh, Control does and Edge. Uh, although... Admittedly, I, again, I'm not super excited for what Edge does next until after he's done feuding with Judgment Day. Outside of a one-on-one match with Finn that has nothing to do with the Mysterios at the same time. I, I look forward to that, but just that. I'm more looking forward to what he does after that, which will hopefully be more interesting than this, because they fucked up Judgment Day. But Bailey, Dakota, and Io, as a faction, is their penance for ruining Judgment Day. I guess. Uh, yeah, so that's the that's the end of this review. Uh, I don't know when the next episode will be, considering, again, these days I pretty much just do pay-per-view stuff at this point, uh, and I have to consider whether I'm actually going to WrestleMania or not. Uh, I didn't expect those tickets to be on sale a week from Friday. I was expecting to have to make that decision later in, like, November. But now I have to come up with whether that's going to happen sooner than I expected. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, I hope everyone else enjoyed SummerSlam. Have a good night.